0: Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Movie Fellas. We're continuing with our deep dive series. Halloween retrospective continues, but we're taking a hard left turn into the world of Rob Zombie. And I, for one, am not particularly excited for this trip. How do you feel about this? Nick Arcana, I'm Vic Azim, my co host here, Nick Arcana.
1: Oh, I was going to try and do. Ar- Hello, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, damn thing.
0: <laughs> That's not a good Arnold. <laughs>
1: It's like, and somehow I became Australian. Australian. Uh,
0: <laughs> hold on, I can do Arnold, hold on. Okay. <clears throat> get to Haddonfield, go! What are you doing? Get out of here, it's Halloween, go!
1: Get to the Get to the Haddonfield! So apparently he can only do Arnold when he's yelling.
0: Now, this series was in a weird place. Resurrection came out and failed at the box office, failed with the critics, failed with the audience. Nobody liked Resurrection.
1: Not even Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, I hope she didn't like Resurrection. She died.
0: That means Busta Rhymes definitely liked it because he got to kick Michael's ass. Yeah, fair. But nobody else outside of Busta liked it. (laughs) So that was 2002-ish, and the franchise would be dormant for a couple years while they figured out what to do. They went through different ideas, different scriptwriters, different storylines. Finally, somehow, they decided to hand the keys over to one Robert Zombie.
1: Why did you say Robert?
0: I assume Rob is short for Robert. I don't know. Just,
1: just say Rob. That that just sounds weird coming out of your mouth like you're his fucking wife or something. Oh, Robert. I'm
0: going to call him Bob Zombie, right?
1: Because
0: <laughs> Rob might be short for Robert, which is also used to say Bob.
1: So.
0: All right, Mr. Zombie, which just to give some background on. Now, myself, and this is where me and Nick may actually differ a little bit. I'm not a big fan of any Rob Zombie's movies. Nick, how do you feel about Rob Zombie in general? Taking Halloween completely off for a second, just think about his other movies. Give us a brief summary of your just your general thoughts of Rob Zombie's movies, period.
1: So I only have two instances of watching any kind of Rob Zombie movie, and that's The House of a Thousand Corpses, okay. which I did enjoy, and uh, Devil's Rejects, which I did enjoy.
0: Wow, okay.
1: I haven't watched this cartoon version that my, apparently my brother really likes. I think it was called like El Superbisto, and I have not watched Three from Hell.
0: What about this Munsters thing? I haven't watched it. Me neither.
1: I don't plant it.
0: Devil's Reject was before Halloween, I think, right? Yes. So maybe on the back of that, he's the hot director, because I think most people shared their sentiments, and had a, he had a lot of fans from Devil's Rejects. So it makes sense to me that they were like, hey, let's bring him on to Halloween. Now, he was quoted a couple years before this being like he hates remakes. So it was a little bit puzzling that he signs on to do Halloween. But it makes more sense when you realize that he had his own complete vision for Halloween. He didn't necessarily want to do a remake. He wanted to do kind of a prequel. But the studio has kind of felt like, no, you got to do a remake slash prequel. And this is what we're going to get. Rob Zombie's 2007 Halloween. And it definitely overstated its welcome in my opinion. I, I think your opinion is pretty valid. And I think a lot of fans feel that way. And but you know, this is not like Resurrection. This is not a movie that's squarely in the bad camp because the audience is split. A lot of people think the Rob Zombie Halloween movies are up there with the best of them. A lot of other people think that they're trash. A lot of people are kind of in the middle. It's a really, po- this is a really polarizing um, Halloween movie.
1: I can easily tell you this. I'm more in the middle for the second one.
0: Oh, oh we'll, <laughs> we'll get there next week, so I don't know what that means for the first one. It means either you liked it a lot or you didn't like it a lot, and I don't want you to say yet because we're here to review Well, one, then so. how
1: about we go ahead and get to the bullshit? I mean, what? What? <laughs> get to the bullshit! Go! What are you waiting for? And we obviously start out with, you know, your classic Rob Zombie dialogue.
0: <sighs> okay, so we start off in... A household, yes. With a family, yes. Michael Myers family,
1: yes. We see Michael Myers as a kid. Shouldn't be too surprising to people, considering, in fact, you know, you see him as a kid in the beginning of the first one. What what's so different about a quick five minute of cursing like crazy for no fucking reason?
0: Well, you know, we have a stepfather, his mom, and his sister. Mm-hmm. His stepfather appears to be one of the worst human beings of all time. Yes. From 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 the, from the from his very first line, I'm already thinking, I can't wait till this guy's throat gets slit.
1: I was thinking more stabbed repeatedly like 11 times, but we'll go with throat slit.
0: Just some kind of bad fate because we have our human villain right here in the first one minute. Right. Because this guy's got quite the mouth on him, quite <laughs> the seller mouth on
1: it's him. Got, it's kind of hard to talk about this scene without saying the colorful dialogue he says, but pretty much this is very, very... Rob Zombie dialogue by saying that it's white trash dialogue.
0: Immediately <clears throat> two minutes in, you already see the Rob Zombie influence. You're already like, Whoa, I gotta turn the volume down. If you have roommates with this one, this is uh Especially quite the... as,
1: especially since the stepdad starts talking dirty about the daughter and I'm just like ill.
0: Yeah, this didn't age very well at all, but it's
1: particularly um I mean I understand this girl is you know, the actress is of age, but uh we're still supposed to believe she's what? 14,
0: 15, probably between 14 and 17. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, immediately
0: you're, you're like, okay, well we're diving deep in, this is the deep dive and we're diving. <laughs> this is the deep dive. And we're diving deep into Michael Myers childhood, which already is a far departure from Carpenter's vision of, you know, what Michael originally was, but I'm okay with it. It's Rob zombie. He's doing something different. Let's dive into his family. Let's see what his school life is like. Hey, did you know is in this movie from Spy Kids? I did not.
1: Well, now you do because he's the bully.
0: Ah, well, hey, no serial killer profile would be complete without being bullied as a child.
1: Yep, in this case, you're being bullied by Junie from Spy Kids. I wonder how that makes you feel that you're being bullied by somebody who you could probably flick and would start crying.
0: I like Spy Kids. <laughs> <laughs> This kid has a lot of range to be playing this role.
1: I like Spike. What are you talking about range? He does the exact same thing that stepdad does.
0: Yeah. Well, we, we also meet this, this, this rendition of Dr. Loomis because he comes to the guidance counselor's office or the principal's office. Who's meeting with Michael's mom to basically say, Hey, the sign show. We're not saying for sure, but there's a good chance. Little Mikey's going to grow up to be a mass serial killer. Just heed, our, heed my warning. And the mom of course is like, no, get out of
1: here. So, about this Loomis, uh, can we get Donald Pleasence back? I don't care if he's a rotting corpse at this point. it would be better than Malcolm McDowell.
0: Well, they could just CGI Donald Pleasence. Or they could get the lookalike from from Halloween Kills.
1: Michael, no! Yeah, this take on Loomis is... He's a
0: jackass. (laughs) Well, in this specific movie, he has good intentions. Well, look, he came to school to help to... Warn the mom that, hey, your kid's probably a serial killer. And he's spot on so far, as I can tell.
1: No, what he what really is saying is, your son is showing signs of, I believe it was schizophrenia that they were going off of originally. And What he's
0: really saying is, hey, I want to write a new book. So. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Let me study your child.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, how about we get to our first death of Junie being beaten to death. He ain't much of a spy
0: kid no more, apparently. You know... The Halloween music hits, and it just feels weird. (laughs) In this movie, to hear the Halloween music in the background just feels very odd and displaced. It feels like a whole different universe, which I guess it is. Michael, as a kid, slowly going to follow whatever's face. Let me just call him the bully. Follows the bully home, and in classic fashion, the bully starts out intimidating, but
1: as soon as you hit him, he pretty much backs off
0: and goes into full...
1: Please leave me alone. Well, I'm pretty sure anyone who gets hit by a branch and yeah, I'm pretty sure they would be like, no, don't do it.
0: Was this one of those kills where they made the bully seem like a jerk. So we're supposed to not really feel bad for him because he's a bully. Cause, I, cause I felt like, yes, he's a jerk, but he's still a kid. So it's <laughs> like, how harshly can we judge him? I just him? feel
1: like Rob Zombie did not like spy kids. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This was Rob Zombie's way of just saying, like, I really like that movie.
1: And uh, Alexa Vega refused, didn't get into the movie because she, you know, Rob Zombie probably would have tried to get her to do something.
0: She'd have to take take her, based on this movie, she'd have to take her clothes off.
1: Yeah. At least every woman that's in this movie had to get naked at some point. It's
0: almost like it was contractual to be in this movie. Um,
1: Unless you're Lori.
0: No, well, this is Halloween, so of course Michael has to kill, so he kills the bully. Mm -hmm. And we're. If you haven't seen the original Halloween series, just watch this fresh. You're like, oh, this
1: kid. Loomis is right. This kid is a, is a is crazy. He's a killer. Well, how about we get to the fact that uh, apparently Michael's sister yep. tells him he's too old to go trick-or-treating. Uh, whore? Of, no uh, one's too old for free candy.
0: Of all the things wrong with his family, of all the abuse he's getting, this is number one on the list. Yes. Too old for trick-or-treating? Yes. Give the man some candy. I know, right? And
1: because of that... She just doomed a bunch of people to be killed. Yeah, she only doomed three.
0: No, no, this sets off the chain of events, though.
1: Nah, she only doomed three. Um,
0: if you if would have gave the man <laughs> a Snickers bar, he would have went to his room and played video games. Well, he had
1: candy corn.
0: Nobody, candy corn is not enough to stop murders, man. He needs a Snickers bar. He said, hungry, why wait? I am hungry. And he said, now I'm going to kill people because I'm hungry. So.
1: Well, first we get the re- revelation of the mask. Uh, and a very uncomfortable kind of scene with the naked girl that you're supposed to still imply that she's between 14 and 17.
0: Speaking of stepfather, can we just go ahead and have his throat slit?
1: Yeah. So he gets t- taped up, not tied, taped, taped. Yep. I don't think Michael needed to do this.
0: He was asleep, right? So it <laughs> seems kind of overkill.
1: Well, Michael wanted him, uh, awake, even though I don't think he woke up until that knife went straight across his throat.
0: It's a bad way to wake up. Yeah. I would have thought Michael would actually want to torture him instead of give him a very quick, painless death almost. With how much of a jerk he is. Especially
1: since the boyfriend who really did nothing to Michael uh gets his brains bashed outside of his skull.
0: You know, I guess wrong place, wrong time. I mean you're <laughs> the boy- right, the boyfriend is relatively innocent. I the mean the
1: boyfriend, all the boyfriend did was take his sister away from him.
0: Yeah, but take his sister away from him. I mean, temporarily. I mean, that's what boyfriends do. I mean, and then
1: and then he stabs the living hell out of his sister.
0: I couldn't care too much. He's <laughs> gonna kill her anyway. So
1: and then he just nonchalantly is holding baby boo.
0: And the mom who comes home and the mom who's played by Sherry Zombie, Sherry Moon Zombie, Sherry Moon Zombie. So Rob Zombie's wife.
1: Why does Rob Zombie like to show his wife naked all the time? I don't know.
0: She is a stripper in this movie.
1: Yes, that's why I'm asking.
0: Just a pay of tuition.
1: Yeah.
0: Or not. Um, well, she's going to come home and fig- and find out that old Loomis was correct. My little Mikey is a serial killer.
1: But he doesn't remember anything. We find that in our first session talking to Loomis.
0: Did you buy that?
1: Hell no, but that's besides <laughs> the point. <money. laughs> I,
0: I want to believe little Mikey is being sincere that maybe he did black
1: out, but I, I don't know. He seemed pretty pretty weird to me so so speaking of danny treo i mean speaking of mikey danny treo's in this movie
0: he is and um he's always one of my favorite character actors he always shows up in a fun role yeah. here and there
1: and it seems like he's gonna be a great father figure for michael
0: well you know he does seem like if you're gonna be in a place where michael's at he's one of those guards that it's nice to be friends with because he's probably going to make things easy for you bring you extra food just puts you in a good place mentally, and his investment into Michael's well-being, I think, is really going to pay off for him. Well, oh yeah. So, okay. so
1: let's get to Michael killing a nurse, because honestly, a lot of the therapy scenes, yeah, we don't need them. I actually like the therapy scenes. <laughs> I'll be honest, him in the
0: hospital is probably going to be the the best parts of the movie to me, just because at least there's some insight into Michael and some background here. If you're going to go in that direction about showing his background, his history. This is more interesting stuff than we're going to get to in the second half of the movie, in my opinion.
1: Well, be fair, uh, that is...
0: This is good character stuff.
1: Well, that is fair, but at the same time, it just eventually seems like these therapy scenes are exactly the same points over and over again, which, fair is therapy. Well, I
0: guess the idea is that, from what I saw, they're showing Michael slowly escalate into a darker, darker road, because... At first, he's talking. He's actually asking questions. He's hopeful he may get out one day. But then I think the turning point is once it's established in his brain, like, hey, I'm not getting out of here. He stops talking. He won't take the mask off now. Nope. He's slowly becoming like the real Michael Myers, basically. Um, So I like this stuff. And it does show Loomis is trying to help him. Loomis is his doctor. And there's definitely a connection there for sure. Um, And the other thing is, this is the movie that Rob Zombie wanted to make. He wanted to, he wanted this to be more of a prequel focusing on this stuff. He didn't really want to do the remake stuff.
1: Which, to be fair, if we got a whole movie like that, he probably could have uh, established a lot of this all the way through to make the movie more of a suspense thriller, psychological thriller.
0: I mean, just to give a spoiler, the, the Child Michael, he might get one of my best performances in the movie. I like Child Michael here. He's a good actor. Because, like when I was saying, like, I don't know if he's telling the truth or not. It's because... His face is kind of like still, and his voice and face are still very innocent, so you can almost buy like you know that he's not being manipulative.
1: That's because his face hasn't matured enough to be able to tell lies.
0: <laughs> it's perfect casting. <laughs> this little kid does a great job as Michael um,
1: killing the nurse.
0: Yeah, I mean, it had I mean, accident.
1: she shouldn't have said what she said. She literally insulted Michael by saying, "Oh, cute baby, couldn't have been from your family." Also, was that Ronnie's baby or did Ronnie show up after that baby was born or while the baby was still in the boobie? I mean, the womb.
0: I don't know. I, I, I think what you're saying is right. the nurse though, in terms of like, I don't see the purpose of making characters unlikable for killing them.
1: I don't see the purpose of the nurse even saying that. I mean, cute baby and then put it down. Fine. And then Michael being Michael kills her still. That's, but you gave Michael a reason to kill you. Which I guess right now, since he's still young, he's still he still technically needs that reason.
0: So far, at least a lot of the deaths from Michael's perspective have been somewhat sympathetic. He's being bullied or he's being abused or there's reasons for him to kill. Um but that's gonna slowly go away too. Um
1: you No know so- I blame the mom. She's the one who put in his head that after that night everything will be different.
0: Yeah. Well, after the nurse gets killed, the the mom's going to go ahead and just check out herself. So
1: Yeah, which is... I don't know. I'm going to put her on Bad Mom of the Year Award for Halloween movies. Right there with Lori Strode. Because she had a fucking baby right there in the room with her.
0: Not only that, but... If there was going to be any chance of salvation for young Michael... It was going to be involving his mom. Helping him back to the other side. When he, When she kills herself... She's another in the line of dooming the rest of humanity by really putting the final touches on Michael going cuckoo. cuckoo.
1: And then also at this point, Dr. Loomis says, sorry, Michael, this is the last time you're going to see me. They're going to throw, they're going to lock you up and throw away the key.
0: And Michael looks actually kind of hurt as much as you can like (laughs) tell from just seeing his face through the mask. Right. He looks pretty affected by this. And maybe this is the thing that makes him say like, Hey, I'm getting out of here.
1: It probably was. And that, not only that, but then you also got I, per- two rednecks. Personally,
0: I think on the news he saw that there was a Backstreet Boys reunion concert happening in Haddonfield. And he's like, I really got to get
1: to this concert. So it's one of the two things. I'm going with my, yeah. I'm going with my theory, but it might be the other thing that you so, said. So what it is is his lust for wanting to get his family back together – And then two rednecks coming in and showing them the true evils of the world. Because I'm sorry, Michael's not as evil as these two rednecks that try to rape an innocent woman who doesn't understand what the hell's going on in her own fucking life.
0: Now, one thing we should establish, depending on which version you saw, there's the director's cut and the theatrical. The theatrical actually took out this rape scene, but it is there in the director's cut.
1: I got the director's
0: cut. So you saw the rape scene. I saw the theatrical, so.
1: Well, you're lucky. I had to sit through that with my... First, they were all, throwing hey, her in front of Michael. All praise to Tubi. Thank you, Tubi. <laughs> they threw her in front of Michael, trying to get Michael involved. And then when they started doing it in his bed and destroying his masses, when he finally gets up and kills both of them. Well, this is where the
0: studios didn't want this scene in there. And then Rob Zombie took it out. But then for his director's cut, he was like, yeah, let's put it back in. Which, again, the movie has... It's sleaze. It has like a harsh sleaze... Uh, it has a real negative, like, uh, hard to sit through kind of tone. The fun is not there. It's just really dark. And I think his idea of gritty is just, like, brutality and sleaziness mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. Which
1: so. I just want to mention. Um, so, before the Redneck's death, uh, when they were taking Michael to see Loomis one last time, the Redneck dude is literally looking at Michael, who's a foot taller than him, by the way. And I don't know how he got so big. I guess they're taking him to the gym or something. Yeah. Uh, Literally tells him, you better not look at me like that, boy. I'm going to put a real hurting on you. I'm like, that's a good idea. Threaten the one foot taller guy that's at least 100 pounds over you. That oh. sounds like a great idea.
0: Well, well <laughs> let's, let's talk about little Mikey's growth <laughs> spurt for a second. <laughs> How this man become a 6'8 monster like this because it looks like.
1: Acting choice.
0: I mean, (laughs) so my impression so far of the movie is that Rob Zombie, who claims to be a fan of the original, basically everywhere where Carpenter went left, Rob Zombie's going right. Because Michael in the original, obviously, is a normal looking, normal height, normal sized guy. And a mechanic suit. And Rob Zombie's like, you know what? Let's make him... Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees, <laughs> and 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 that Jason thing is gonna like become apparent as we go even to the sequels, uh, the sequel here. But yeah, uh, Mikey being that big automatically is like <laughs> yeah.
1: kind of like ah
0: uh, okay. Which
1: if we got a Michael that's supposed to be imitating the original, the same size, build, and everything, I can understand why the redneck is ma- is threatening him like that. But would you really threaten someone that fucking huge? I'd be like oh, I'm going to not do anything to piss you off.
0: Yeah, and it's also like, it's kind of, it takes a suspense out of it because there's something, a little more, there's something more scary about a normal-sized guy with, like, you don't know their intentions versus, again, now Michael's the bully. He's just the big, he's just physically imposing. Um, so, anyways, I mean, I guess they were, I think Danny Danny Troja, what's his name, Troja? Trejo. I think Danny Trejo was slipping him, slipping him some steroids. <laughs> It's, was giving him some stuff. Probably.
1: Well, during his, during this escape scene, we also notice two dead women and two cops. Which I'm pretty sure in the R-rated version, you actually see the death of some of these characters, which you don't see in the director's cut. Like uh, there's an act. The actor Bill Mosley is in the R-rated cut. Ah. he ain't in the director's cut. Because hmm. apparently he's some kind of security guard at this hospital. I never saw him.
0: You're saying they didn't make the most of his scenes. I'm they saying
1: they didn't. They took his scenes out.
0: They didn't make the Mosley of his scenes?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, listen, this is all good and great. I mean, he's escaping. He has to couple people on his way to escape. As long as he treats Danny Trejo nicely, then I'm okay with the scene. I no. mean, as long as he gives him the high five on the way out and says, hey, I'm finally out, I and mean, makes his exit,
1: then I'm good with all of this. He gives him a high five to an extent. Yeah. Uh, First, he gives him a high five to the back of his head every time he dunks him in the water. What? He, he's baptizing Danny Trejo. He's, what? he's saying, be gone from here, Satan. Well, I mean... And then he gives him a high five with a box TV.
0: I mean, let me say the thought that maybe, maybe Trejo was thinking, which he express, expresses also, he was good to you, Michael. Come on. Do
1: you really think Michael cares?
0: I think him... That, that TV said he doesn't. I think him torturing Trejo here with like the... The slow drowning does seem a little bit excessive for somebody who was on your side, it seems. Maybe he,
1: sh- maybe he should maybe should have just been a dick to him the whole time. would have been a quick and painless death. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, this is actual torture, so. Yeah, and then he slams a giant box TV. So, Vic here texts me saying, oh, he's still alive. Stu's still alive, so he's still alive. Yes. I want to bring up something about Stu and him. There's a major difference. Stu only had a TV pushed on him and then gravity took over. This TV was slammed down by a 280-pound man at full speed plus gravity. He no longer has a face. <laughs> he <laughs> could have lived. We don't know. Honestly, with no face, I probably would have shot myself afterwards.
0: I got two words for you. <laughs> Reconstructive plastic surgery. That's you really think ones. a
1: security guard at Smiths Grove makes that much money?
0: Maybe. Who knows?
1: The answer is no, my good sir.
0: All right, let's talk about somebody who I think should have had his own spinoff movie. His name is Joe Grizzly. Doesn't Joe Grizzly feel like he actually has his own adventure going on? They just happens to like run into Michael's adventure, but he feels like he's his own badass and like some separate. Adventure series or something. Well,
1: considering, the fact, Ken Forhee is apparently the same height as Michael. Yeah. When he he squares up with him, it's like, well, shit.
0: Well, the fight itself is disappointing.
1: Well, yeah, but at the same time, at least it didn't back down. And apparently, Ken Forhee is just as tall. So he's like, why should I back down from someone who could kick my ass? But we'll find out. I got experience on him.
0: Honestly, strength-wise, they seem pretty almost evenly matched but the problem was that
1: the movie had to make Michael more of a badass so they
0: kill yeah, him. Yeah, but really just what happened was just um uh Joe Grizzly like he dropped the knife or he let Michael take the knife and then Michael stabs him. Without Michael having a knife there, I don't know if it's just a physical struggle. He probably still dies, but <laughs> but but I'm just saying Joe Grizzly for having 5 minutes of screen time made me feel like he's
1: probably was like a badass in his world.
0: So, just the way he says I'm Joe Grizzly. Now I'm Joe Grizzly.
1: Now that we mentioned Ken Forhey, who is another horror movie alumni. Dawn from, the Dead. And what was it? Uh, Texas and, Chainsaw Massacre, Next Generation, or was it three?
0: Uh, I think three, but more importantly, the father from Keenan and Kel. That's yeah, where that's he really it. showed his horror movie roots. Yeah. You know.
1: I mean, because we all know, in order to survive Kel...
0: I mean... <laughs> I thought dr- drowning Kel in orange soda was a little bit excessive, but he had it. A- <laughs> Kel was being annoyed. So I found- mean, and no, he liked not. orange
1: soda. So, so he, said, he said, Do you really like orange soda? Because we're going <laughs> to put this to the test. So uh, there's another horror movie alumni, mainly from B movies that Vic would not know of uh, Clint Howard as Copelson. K- Copelson.
0: Hey, for your information, I've taken a peek or two at the bottom of the Walmart bin, all right? The $5 <laughs> bin, all right? I know who he is.
1: I think name one movie. Uh, Campfire Tales from Outer Space. Yeah. Negative. Ice Cream Man. Ooh, where he plays a killer ice cream man. I've seen that. I have seen that. I think I've seen it. <laughs> and the other one is Ice Cream for Ice Cream. Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Four.
0: Oh, you got me that one. I
1: didn't see that. One. <laughs> Neither have I.
0: You know they're all on Tubi. Maybe that should be a, a one day marathon. I oh do, gosh! I do like the first one a lot.
1: You're not gonna like two. You thought this you thought this movie's boring at the ending. Check take a look at a movie that actually recaps a whole movie halfway through. Oh. Through the half. Oh. Literally beginning oh. to end is beginning to middle is a whole recap of the first movie for Silent Night, Deadly Night Two.
0: I hate when movies do that. One the um in the Sleepaway Camp series, mm-hmm. they came out with a sequel for that. Like it was like part four, I think.
1: Oh, uh, Return to Sleepaway Camp.
0: There was something where they didn't have the budget to finish the movie, so they just reuse all the old footage to yep. fill it in.
1: Oh, why would you even release that? Yep, and they didn't even have uh Angela Baker. The actress played Angela Baker on there for more than five seconds. She was apparently there the whole time, but uh, you can't. No one can tell me that was her.
0: Yeah, we should probably meet our actual teen characters because now the movie goes down a direction, which I find less interesting, which is we're just going to basically remake the first Halloween now. Yeah, the second half of this movie is going to be terrible.
1: Yeah, so we're pretty much remaking the whole one and a half hour long movie within what an hour
0: with the characters who have the same names, but I find to be significantly more annoying, unlikable. Except for Daniel Harris. I don't think she's a better Annie than Nancy Loomis, actually, ironically, is the name of the first <laughs> the actress. I think the original Annie is a way better character.
1: She may not be a good
0: Annie, but. In fact, none of these are better than the counterparts. I think the original Linda's better. I think, obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis is better.
1: Well, that's because that's, you know, you get less sleeves with them and actually more characters. The
0: dialogue when they're walking here is so terrible. Oh, my gosh. I don't know who writes. It's literally. Why can't he write dialogue?
1: Yeah, I like. How did it go again? It's been two weeks since I watched this movie. So, what was it? Linda is in trouble for telling her cheerleading coach, what was it? To suck a dick? (laughs) I don't want to think about this. Was that literally the whole argument, though? I
0: believe so. uh. And it was like,
1: well, your dad, she called your dad. I was like, yeah, but I got my dad wrapped around my little finger. I'm like, how?
0: When they're walking, and and you start off with, of course, also with. Um, Lori talking to little Tommy mm-hmm. and then slipping the key in the door where Michael is. And now, of course, Michael...
1: And Michael's just watching.
0: They're going beat for beat from the first movie. So now it's like we've gone from something completely original to, oh, they're just doing an exact remake now, so, but just do, with worse dialogue
1: and worse actors. I do get a question. How did Michael get the mask under the floorboards? Did, did he, like, before the mom came home, he ripped up the floorboards to put the mask under the floorboards.
0: You mean when he was a little child, did he rip up the floorboards? No. The when,
1: yeah. But if he was a little child, ripped up the floorboards as a little kid, put the mask in. So that way as an adult version, he can go back to the house and find that random ass floorboard that we're apparently expecting no one to have fallen through at this point.
0: Michael was really planning ahead. Apparently.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: like, one day I'm going to come back for this mask and it's going to be a perfect fit.
1: Even and though he didn't care about masks at that point. He did not. I don't know. So how about we get to Danielle fucking Harris's in this movie?
0: The decision to cast Danielle Harris, which obviously is fan service, it's a good it's a good move because the fans love Danielle Harris because she was young Jamie Lloyd. And I mean, it would five. have been
1: better if she, you know, didn't have such sleazy dialogue or scenes. Uh, they like I said they they turned
0: all the characters. Even Lori is like not. And now this is okay. They didn't make Laurie innocent girl in this movie she's more just a normal teen but she's a little bit too sassy almost for me yeah i don't need her to be like sort of quiet laurie strove from the first one but she almost reminds me of tina from part five which is giving me like ptsd which is post (laughs) post tina stress disorder
1: so i'm gonna run down that there's actually three more actors in this movie that are pretty honestly i'm gonna say top tier the first one being Udo Kier, who's played it. Who's an older, I guess, Dracula actor from the old days. I remember seeing him in a bunch of vampire movies, not just Dracula. But yeah, he's in this. He's apparently the head of Smiths Grove. Yep. And he tells Loomis, "Well, why didn't you warn us he was dangerous? Like, dumbass, I did."
0: Yeah. Well, every version of Loomis definitely warned everybody, but. They never listened to him.
1: So at the very least, we can still say this Loomis still did his job correctly by warning them. Make sure he cannot get out.
0: <laughs> they had one job and they failed.
1: And now they're purposely blaming Loomis for it. Which, to be fair, I still don't like this Loomis, but
0: I, I I don't I like the Loomis as its own character. But of course, if you compare him to Donald Pleasant, it's a thing. <laughs> so
1: and then and now another one, which we see a little bit more, Brad Dorif,
0: Sheriff Brackett,
1: otherwise known as. Chucky. Now, where I
0: feel like the teens weren't as good as their counterparts, this I feel like is actually – Bracket's given a lot more character, a lot more to do, and Brad Dorff is a great actor
1: in this movie. Probably because it's Brad (laughs) Dorff.
0: Yeah, I think Bracket has the better characterization than the original one, and that's probably maybe the only thing I'm going to say is better
1: than the original one is Bracket. And another side character we meet at uh, at the graveyard, Sid Haig. Ah. As a graveskeeper. He's here to say, hey. Give me my money. Where's my money? (laughs) Pretty much. But then again, Sid Haig's also worked with Rob Zombie in two of his movies. The same two I actually said before.
0: Ah, well, hey, Carpenter always brought back actors too, so I'm not hating on that. I just think that you're going scene by scene now remaking the first one and it's hard to enjoy because you're just thinking back of the first one
1: now. Yeah, thinking back to a better movie you could be watching.
0: Yeah, it's like now we're not getting anything different and and also, it's like, it's just a jarring... It feels like, again, two different movies. And th- the first half and the second half feels like two completely different things.
1: Like, how about we go ahead and talk about Bob's death, which is shot for shot, the original. You know, there's one thing of homaging something. There's another thing of plagiarizing something. And I'm pretty sure this was <laughs> plagiarized. Because I mean, it ends exactly the damn same.
0: Well, again, it's just not interesting. Because now, because we're in full remake territory, you feel like you know what's happening to all the characters um they he makes some minor changes but pretty much for the most part we're going to the same beats here but these characters are just not as interesting
1: uh linda's death is as i said shot for shot the same as the original (laughs) only difference is she's butt ass naked
0: yeah and we're gonna see that a lot here with her and then also when we get to annie as well so
1: which again i just find it odd i mean i understand
0: well, I think, like I said, Rob Zombie, like I said, his thing seems to be to go as sleazy as possible. So uh, if, if it can be shown, then let's show which it. Which is
1: weird, because I like thousand House of a Thousand Corpses. Maybe because I didn't know what I was expecting, because that had some sleaze, but not as much as this movie. This movie has a lot of sleaze. That movie did not. Maybe it's because the actors refused, because I understand he, a lot of people still like working with him, so I guess he... Doesn't want to make the actors uncomfortable.
0: He he wants to earn his R rating. <laughs> He's like, we're not going to be a movie where it's like this could have been PG thirteen. We're going to do a hard R every time. Well,
1: the kills certainly got that. The kills are still pretty graphic.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing too. Is like, I think uh, beyond new to your language, basically, the kills are pretty much they're not inspiring in terms of being creative, but they are very brutal.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. Let's see. Here's, a, here's one death that's actually been added. The Strodes. Yep. They actually die in this one, and that's probably because Rob Zombie was wondering, where the fuck were the Strodes
0: <laughs> all of part two? <laughs> they never came home that night, part one, part <laughs> right. two. Where the hell? They never visited Lori in the hospital. Right.
1: It's like, where the hell were the Strodes in part two? It's Part one's understandable. They're not the worst parents in these movies, but they're, they're up there. Well, in this one, they get a reason to not show up for part two not true because uh michael kind of brutal brutally kills both of them he does indeed then he finds out where she where laurie's at which is smart <laughs> and then the sheriff refused to listen to loomis right away because who wants to listen to malcolm mcdowell <laughs> and also because loomis is like yeah the book you wrote just makes me think why should i listen to you You sound like a jackass that just wanted to profit off of somebody else's mistakes.
0: You're here to write the next book, so of course (laughs) you want to be here for this story.
1: Yeah, so he's just like, no, fuck you, I'm not listening to you.
0: Well, unfortunately for Brackett, he should have listened because one of the targets is going to be his daughter, Annie.
1: Well, to be fair, this is also where we meet Paul, so I guess this Paul doesn't make it to summer camp next year.
0: is this the Paul from (laughs) Friday
1: 13th Part 2 that you so... With their eyes, no, not this one. The Paul from Friday the 13th, part two, is the Paul from the original Halloween, not this one.
0: So, this one is just random Joe Smoke Paul,
1: yeah. This one just dead. He did, he did. Annie's attacked, and Michael uses her as bait. Now, that's one difference. Annie doesn't die in this one, so but which is fair. I mean, who wants to see Daniel Harris die? This version of her in this movie with this character, I'd have been okay with it. Nah, no, no one wants to see. Danny Harris die. Uh, you calling her Danny? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know her on that level. So, also, uh, I want to bring up a plot hole. So, you know how throughout the span of the kids' years, they show they show the little text cards of how many years have passed? Yep. So, they mentioned that Michael was in the facility for two years before his mother finally commits suicide. And then, then it jumps to 15 years later. Yes, indeed. Okay, so why does Brackett state that the that uh the suicide happened 17 years ago when it was actually 15 years ago? Because he was talking about cleaning up after taking the baby into foster care where the Strodes adopted her. Yes. So why does Brackett not know the timeline of 17 and 15?
0: Because Brackett's stupid.
1: I mean, you just called Brad Dorf stupid. <laughs> Don't be surprised if you see a good guy doll happen by your house.
0: Listen, Brad, I'm talking about the character. Not you, man. Not you, great. My favorite actor.
1: So Laurie versus Michael Chase scene. It's exactly the same.
0: It has a weird end result, though, because Michael's not here to kill her.
1: He kidnaps her. <laughs> well, okay. Well, it, ta- it takes her home where he unmasks himself. So we find out that Michael, this isn't, this isn't,
0: uh, Michael was here to kill his family. He wants to reunite his family.
1: Yes. So he unmasks himself and then kneels before Lori like she is the goddess of dirty mouth.
0: And Lori immediately uses it against him because she
1: realizes, oh, well, this guy's stupid. I can take advantage of him. In which case she somewhat does, but also somewhat doesn't. She knocks him down. And I think she stabs him. Yep. But she doesn't finish the job. Nope, she does not. And we're also going to have dr loomis coming to the rescue a little bit At, yep so he come. so she gets stuck in a pool why i don't remember this house having a pool and also uh you fall in the pool and your first thing was to keep trying to climb up the wall instead of up the steps yes because michael wasn't there right away he was not oh well so now we know Lori is just as dodo birded <laughs> as a dodo bird <laughs> let's get to Loomis showing up with a gun, shoots Michael. This definitely wasn't six times. I didn't count, but I don't think it was I six shot times. him two times. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was, it was only two. There were still bullets in there. Yeah. So he grabs Lori, All walks well. her away.
0: All is well. Movie's over.
1: Oh, wait a minute though. Michael's still alive. Still alive. Something Grabs Lori right in front of Loomis and then just drags her in the house. It's Like Loomis, you got a gun. He turned his back to you. Shoot him four more times. <laughs> <laughs> but instead he goes in and goes, No, Michael, no, take me instead. It, Michael kills him, doesn't he? I mean I don't understand. No, he just crushes his head a little bit, but doesn't kill him because he's still alive later on.
0: When he's crushing his head, it looks like a death scene to me, but I don't understand the But he
1: but Loomis then grabs a hold of his legs later on. To, stop, to slow him down.
0: So that's actually only in the director's cut and not the theatrical. Really? The theatrical? We're meant to think that Loomis dies here.
1: Oh, because what I get is uh, during this whole elongated, long, boring, slow-ass chase of Michael slamming stuff into the ceiling to get Laurie down to finally him.
0: I can tell you feel like a tortured soul from watching this. My goodness.
1: To where he finally, Laurie falls down the down the ceiling she has the gun she gets she ends up getting up and before michael can get to her while she's readying herself loomis grabs a hold of his feet in which case michael kicks him in the head and
0: none of, none of that was in my tubi version although i do remember from the director's
1: cut so then michael runs at Lori tackles her out the fucking house and then somehow
0: this is not this is not your parents michael myers and then
1: some yeah because he ran he darted he he torpedoed her out this house and then i'm still wondering how she ended up on top
0: i don't know that's right that's rob's up we need rob zombie here to answer these questions man
1: she just points the gun click 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 I'm like really didn't we only use like two bullets shouldn't there be four more Click, click. Finally, after seven clicks, which means the whole re- revolver went around. It did. Uh, it was bang because Michael's eye shot open. Just miraculously, a bullet appeared. Oh. I guess she said, Echio bullet. To have a bullet somehow end up in the chamber.
0: She said, go, 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 gotcha, bullet.
1: Yeah. Oh. And a bullet went right into his face where we will not see that hole, that bullet hole in the mask for part two. Well, then. Oh, and she screams. and I'm going to mention this now so I can mention it in the next review. There's sirens in the background, meaning cops are probably right there on her. True. So categories? Categories. (laughs) Wow. Okay.
0: Best performance. Man, you know, I'm going to give it to little kid Michael. As I think about the movie, that was the part of the movie I enjoyed was the childhood stuff. Adult Michael, Tyler Mayne, I think is the actor who played uh, Michael. Mm -hmm. I don't hate him. He's just, uh, he's not Michael to me. He's Jason, basically. So, I'm going to go young adult, young kid Michael with with a shout out also to Danny Trejo.
1: (laughs) So, me, I'm going to have to give it to little kid Michael as well because he did show the the acting prowess that I would have that I would have wanted from everybody in this damn movie. Which is sad, considering, the fact, they had some distinguished actors throughout this whole movie.
0: As you bring them up, it's like, this is a, a who's who of horror movie actors. Right.
1: Like, so I'm it's, just, it's a solid cast. But yet, a little kid beats them out. I understand a lot of the cast was only in for like five minutes each. Mm-hmm. So I can't really give them a fair shake. But come on now. But at the same time, this little kid also... Gave you the facial expressions that answer if we believe what he's saying or not. Yeah. By and the body language as well. So this kid obviously knows how to act. I'm wondering why he didn't come back for part two. Maybe he grew up too much. But.
0: Oh well. When we talk about part two, I'm gonna definitely address that because
1: (laughs) because it looks nothing like him.
0: That just it's gonna annoy me, but.
1: Yeah, but yeah, the kid definitely gets best performance, worst performance,
0: worst performance is going to be
1: <laughs> i'm going with Lori. you really wow i'm going with that's Lori warm. because i should, i don't know what is with this actress i did not i have not liked Ta- her in any taylor taylor scout something scott scout taylor compton scott taylor compton so for one i don't like her because her name it makes no sense to me i want to say taylor uh compton like i want to say you, scout taylor really Joy or something really like you want
0: to say taylor swift because you're such a big fan so
1: or on no, that's <laughs> you mr bunny Man. <laughs> I was listening to on the way over here, so
0: her new song is kicking, man. I don't even listen to her new song. Uh, it's called Anti-something. I Hey, it's called Anti-Hero.
1: I think I'm more into uh, Katy Perry with E.T.
0: Oh, yeah, she's okay, too. She ain't, <laughs> she ain't a turn so. uh, of Man.
1: Yeah, I'm giving it to Lori because I just can't stand her. as a. I can't stand the actress as this character. I can't stand her. Just overall, she does. she gives me the non she gives me the cold fuzzies not the warm and fuzzies. she gives me the cold and fuzzies
0: okay because i like the first half of the movie i'm gonna go with the worst performance actually believe it or not as sherry moon zombie fair because i feel like she didn't really emote she didn't give she didn't give enough emotion to her scenes with michael um, to be
1: fair... I don't, I, I, I
0: don't know if she's like limited as an actress. I would say that, of course, the fact that she's Rob Zombie's wife means that there's some nepotism going on here.
1: Um, You should really watch House of a Thousand Corpses or Devil's Rejects if you haven't seen either of those. Okay. Just because uh, she definitely has more energy in those.
0: Okay. She's kind of flat here considering what's going on with Michael and what happened to her family. I just feel like she should be more of an emotional wreck than she is. Um, I... I think for the most part the the acting is solid. My beef with the movie is really not the acting per se. Um, so, but I'll go with her. So,
1: I'm still going with Lori. Um, anyway, so best scene of the movie. Uh, this is a hard one for me. I'm going to have to give it to the Junie death. Really? Mainly because I was bullied as a kid, and obviously, oh wow, I, I, I wait, wish I could have done stuff like that. Wait,
0: you you killed your bully too, didn't you? No, I mean, I didn't. there's I a body.
1: I just beat the crap out of him. There's
0: a body somewhere.
1: That's besides the point. Don't,
0: shh. Don't, any cops listening? That's not a lie. I, I was there when that note came in and it said, "I know what you did twenty summers ago." So that's I saw you point. open the note and look that worried look on your face of like,
1: "Oh, <laughs> I saw that note." Yeah, Ben Willis is secretly outside the door waiting for you to come out. Um. Anyway, either Ben, the dead Ben Willis, either
0: Ben Willis or his son, Benson, Benson. <laughs> Will Benson. Well, uh,
1: damn. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Anyway, so yeah, I'm going to give it to that death just mainly because it is really the definitely breaking point of the character showing how he's finally done with the bullshit in his life and also ready to break into the role he's going to eventually come into. And also, I just hate bullies. I love watching him squirm.
0: Wow. You need help. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. I liked all the therapy scenes with Michael as a kid, actually, but in terms of I was gonna go back and rewatch a scene, it's probably gonna be that Joe Grizzly scene. <laughs> I mean, Joe Grizzly bitch. Joe Grizzly, just, Joe Grizzly just seems like an underdeveloped. It seems like he's coming from his own story, his own movie. It feels like a verse movie. Uh so I, I could have some fun with that Joe Grizzly scene on a rewatch for sure.
1: I'll well, have fun with that because I'm still wondering why we didn't get a. Uh... What, what was the guy's name from Jason Goes to Hell?
0: Oh, Creighton Duke?
1: Yeah. I'm still mad we didn't get a Creighton Duke spinoff or series or something.
0: That would have been interesting if Lori had to give him, give him her, her fingers for him to break four times. Or
1: it would have been better for him to be Loomis, that actor. Ah. I mean, I like Donald Pleasance, of course, but maybe for... Because the actor that plays Creighton Duke is still alive. Oh, yeah. Instead of Malcolm McDowell... The guy who played Rufus from Supernatural.
0: <laughs> you really, you really don't like Malcolm McDowell.
1: <laughs> I just didn't like how they did Loomis in this. <laughs> fuck.
0: Well, that's again, that's Rob Zombie's whole thing here is to like make a right where the first one been a left. So.
1: We're seeing. For me, it's. I'm going to give it to the en- the ending. The uh, whole sure the whole last half is boring as hell, but that ending, from the time they get to the str- back to the Myers house. Through the whole chase scene and all this rubber decky bullshit. I'm just like just come to the end already. Mm-hmm. We don't I don't need all this fluff of thinking everyone trying to make Michael this badass when he really isn't at this point.
0: Yeah, true. Well once once Michael reveals the plan to basically he's not there to kill, he's there to have like a fast and the furious type family barbecue <laughs> where everybody's in the back with a crone in their hands. And Michael stands up and says, well, Familiar!
1: Well, he shouldn't have killed everyone the way he did. have <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Dude. Unless he was planning on having, like... There's that,
0: there's only so many seats at the table. He has a small picket Unless table. he was thinking... The was only big enough for him and Lori.
1: Unless he was thinking of the Fast and, Fast and Furious, but with the picture of... um, What was that? Smile or die, Goosebumps, one with the camera. Yeah. I, th- I guess he was just thinking about that as a... Uh, backdrop instead
0: plus everybody comes back to life in the past various movies so he's probably just thinking hey if I killed them they'll come back to life um I mean Daniel
1: Harris did that's true <laughs>
0: yeah well Loomis did too from the theatrical he got his head crushed in so uh anyways uh so my worst scene is just the introduction to Lori and her friends they are walking on the street talking and this is such boring mindless horrible dialogue it's a complete joke if you watch that and then watch the likability of the original characters and put them side by side just makes your head hurt. Now we can go with.
1: What hey, would I change? Um, This is going to be. It's not really hard. But it also kind of. Breaks the rules of what Vic. Keeps trying to get me to do. But I'm going to break them anyway. Uh, the last half of the movie. <laughs> change it. Literally let Rob Zombie. Do what he originally intended for. With this movie. It's. Sounded like it would have had a better scenario, better uh, everything that came with it. And yet, we have to get this boring ass last half. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have cared about his original Halloween 2 because it would have just been a rehash of the first. In which case, I would have been bored out of my mind.
0: True. <laughs> I'm actually agree with the 1%. I enjoy the first half of the movie. So it's like, if that could have been. Uh built into its own entire movie, instead of rushing to the remake part of it, I think that would have done a big service. And that was Rob Zombie's original intention. So benefit of the doubt to him. So
1: I I agree with that completely. All right. Final thoughts. Oh, you want me to go first? Okay. It's up to you. My final thoughts is the movie definitely showed promise at the beginning. It, the, the camera walks weird, but when you're going into a Rob Zombie movie, you got to expect it to be weird. Uh, his wife, Meh. So now that I take the Rob Zombie stuff out, the acting could the acting was good but could have been better. The kid was the best part of it, which means the acting really could have been better. All these characters that they decided to bring in, probably should have kept a few in there, like Joe Grizzly.
0: Imagine if he doesn't kill Joe Grizzly, he just injures him. So the rest of the movie is Joe Grizzly trying to hunt him down. Yeah. Like Creighton Duke or something like that. Yeah. That's an awesome side story that makes it (laughs) different from the original.
1: And then at the end, we would have gotten a full-blown Michael and Joe Grizzly fight. In which case, the ending would have been a lot better.
0: They could have done it like the movie Predator 2, where Michael and Joe Grizzly are like an alley, right? and. Joe Gris is like snapping his knuckles, right? They're walking towards each other. He's cracking his head, cracking his knuckles. Like he's ready for a fight, right? And then you cut right to like Michael walking away with Joe Joker's head in his hand, just like just walk away with his head in his hand.
1: Now, head. anyway, so <laughs> as I said, the first first half of the movie it was good. It was definitely shot well, especially considering Rob Zombie's directing style, and it definitely and it puts in a lot of perspective for the character. And then you get to the last half where it just is a rehash of the first movie but in only a one hour span so everything sped up until you get to the end that feel that's even though it's 15 minutes feels like actually no it is 30 minutes even though it's 30 minutes, it literally feels like it's an hour long and that should never be a thing yep it was boring to all hell and because half this movie was boring, half this movie only is gonna get. Half a star for half the movie, and then one star for the other half of the, for the first <laughs> half of the movie, equaling one star total for this movie.
0: <laughs> I think actually that should be like 0. .75 stars, <laughs> but you can round it up to one star, I guess. I'm, that's what I'm doing. You really
1: want me to say 0. .75? you want to go into that territory?
0: No, we'll do the one star. <laughs> uh, wow, okay. So... <laughs> I don't hate the movie as much as Nick does, because I do genuinely want like the first half of the movie, but the problem is that this movie is trying to do too much with one with one movie. You really are trying to put force two different storylines into one movie: his childhood, and then good prequel stuff, and then segueing segway, into him as an adult in a full blown remake. But then, like you said, a condensed version where you're losing characterization. You don't care about the characters because you just met them and it feels out of place. So had the movie just focused, really dialed in on the childhood therapy stuff, focused on Michael as a child, had the whole thing, like what Michael could have done is, or what Rob Zombie wanted to do basically was have the first one end at the time that Michael's escaping as an adult.
1: So then it would have been Michael Myers versus Danny Trejo. That
0: would have been the final climax scene. And I think that (laughs) maybe Dan Trejo could have turned into machete and actually... And
1: have a sword fight with Michael and his knife, Danny with machetes.
0: So, like you, if I'm telling someone, if I'm recommending the movie, I'd be like, hey, watch the first half of the movie. But as soon as he escapes, you're basically now, you might as well pop in your DVD of the original Halloween and just watch that as it's mostly the same. But you're getting a much better version from back then. Uh, Rob Zombie... He's a good director in terms of his visuals, for the most part. He's a competent director. Everything looks good. Cinematography is excellent. His editing is fine. All that stuff was good to me. I just didn't like the characters. I didn't like the the remake portion of it. So I'm going to also, unfortunately, go with one star.
1: It's not unfortunate for this movie. That's probably a little higher than most. A lot of
0: fans (laughs) are going to feel like this. A lot of fans like this movie a lot, though. So I'm going to say this. To them... To each their own.
1: To them, you're going to hate me with Halloween 2. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's even more polarizing than this one, probably. So we'll see. But.
1: Because a lot of people don't like being confused when they leave the theater.
0: Folks, tune in next week for our confused review of Halloween 2. And if you made it this far, please subscribe to our channel. And in the comments, tell us what you think of the movie. Give us your
1: thoughts on Halloween, Rob
0: Zombie Style.
1: So as usual, folks, you don't have to go home, but you... Do, do got to find me a McDonald's that does their Mighty Wings so I can actually freaking try it. When they had them originally, it was 2013 and I was in Puerto Rico where I didn't even have a damn McDonald's. I had to go to Burger King. That was really just a Kentucky Fried Chicken. So please find me a McDonald's, find me some Mighty Wings, and somehow send them to me. Peace and love. Thank you all. And if you go to the McDonald's, don't ask for ice
0: cream because the ice cream machine's probably broken.
1: Don't make them clean the ice cream machine. Just go to Dairy Queen. It's better anyway.
0: Allegedly.